Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of the Walker AC Experience for the month of February. I am your host, Walker AC, and to you, my friends, yes, you're still my friends. I go by Adrian. Welcome to the show of shows. Welcome to the experience. Please be sure you subscribe, share, like, comment. WalkerAC76.podbean.com. That's Walker. AC76.podbean.com. Also, show us some love with merchandise under cafepress.com forward slash WACE. That's cafepress.com forward slash WACE. Valentine's Day has come and gone. Speaking of coming and going, welcome my co host, the man of the hour, the man with the plan. My straight man to my tomfoolery and shenanigans, your friend and ours, the man who has my heart for Valentine's Day in a non-homophobic kind of way. Nothing's wrong with that, but he's my good friend and yours, Kevin Yu. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? Hello, and the fun thing to remember about today is that this is when the chocolate that doesn't get sold, it goes for cheap. So if you are so inclined to get candy and chocolate, now's the time because they're like, uh-oh, i got too many, so go and get some. <laughs> yes, that is true indeed. I'm not really a big candy fan, but hey, this kind of chocolate has worked for me. Uh, how have you been? Oh, it's been a lot crazier than I've ever wanted to be in life, but I'm enjoying the weather. While we enjoy about weather that's reaching the 70s, parts of the country, like a uh, snowstorm, and so or just way too much rain i'm like weird i almost feel guilty for living here at the moment yeah right right here over in my neck of the woods we did have a couple of lows uh, but now we're going back to the 70s early 80s again where we're the sick weather is trying to get the best of us now i think i may mention off air i get sick once a once a year and now it's about that time so please pardon slight pauses as i sniff or blow my nose or kind of hack it's nothing personal folks just the hazards of the job um but other than that life is going pretty well how was your valentine's day um i didn't do anything but it made me think a little bit um people have been jokingly calling it singles awareness day and i think it's also a day to think about love for others not just romantic love and especially love for yourself. And so I hope that all of you that are listening did something really nice for yourself. And if you haven't, make it a priority because I think, well, nobody else can know you the way you know you. And you know really what you need and what you want. And that is true. I mean, for Valentine's Day, I was never a big fan of it because it all harkens back to... In big in grade school, because once again, I mean, each culture is different. In grade school, for, for us, we would just hand out like little hard rock, be my Valentine's Day candy, along with the little cards we hand to each other back and forth. I never got that. It was so weird. I mean, granted, I wasn't the most strikingly handsome man that I am now, um, but you know, mainly teachers would give me Valentine's Day gifts, which is really creepy on so many levels. But uh, I never really, never really got into it. And it always made me wonder what the origins of Valentine's Day was. Because I just never understood it. Just like Christmas or just like 
you know, Thanksgiving, you know, we learn the watered down tradition of where it came from and what we should do. So, but yeah, it's, um, it has origins in the ancient Roman fertility festival of a Lupercala is called, I'm going to butcher that word, L-U-P-E-R-C-A-L-I-A. Um, that was the origins of Valentine's Day. Now, how it got associated with candy and roses and stuff like that really kind of escapes me. I mean, did you really celebrate it here or to use just another day? Uh, well, you know, I guess once uh, told it had to do with St. Valentine, uh, you know, marrying people because the man told them not to do it. So. <laughs> And I was like, wait a minute, we're living in a, in a time where, like, three people went up and gave people to be married all over again. Like, weird. No, we've learned nothing. <laughs> but it, it, it did make me really remember being a young child and being coerced into giving cards to people. And as a straight little boy, it is very awkward to give baptized to other boys. I would carefully curate the ones. I'm like, okay, the Transformers ones go to the boys. And I had to be really neutral with girls because I don't want the ones to get the wrong idea. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for reminding me because, yeah, we did Valentine's Day for girls and boys. And I totally forgot about that. We would have, you're right, Transformers or GoBots, the Walmart version. Or G.I. Joe or something like that, like little cutout cards we hand to the other boys and candy. Which was really weird thinking about it. And yeah, that's like, you just like, here you go, here's candy, Michael. Okay. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, why am I giving candy to him where I like Becky over there? Okay, that's weird. All right. Here's your very platonic, completely consensual. <laughs> the most masculine one ever. <laughs> think about it. This, 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 this little angel shot an arrow through our heart. That's masculine, right? <laughs> I'm giving you Optimus Prime uh, Valentine's Day cards with candy. You know, just because just we're men. <laughs> right. Everybody's gonna like write their own. It's like, <laughs> I love you. The concept of you, not romantically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In I mean, in, in, in a very platonic, non-sexual way. You know, I mean, like, going for a handshake. <laughs> exactly. Because I think it'd be equally as as awkward. Let's just say you've had an awkward party, <laughs> and you had to do that too. Oh, good. <laughs> That'd be wonderful, you know. Hey, uh, Jim, uh, nice uh, fourth quarter here. Um, so here's your Valentine's Day card and a box of chocolates in a non-homosexual you know, non kind of way. Not there's anything wrong with that. Don't report me to HR. Just uh, take this candy and fist bump and be on your way. Oh, man. That would, that would be... That, that does sound like an like episode of The Office. It would be. <laughs> it definitely would be. Now... Now, I know you and I uh, <clears throat> talked off air a little bit about about certain topics we were going to, you know, discuss and cover. Hopefully, you try to keep it, you know, current because you and I, we always hop in the Wayback Machine and talk about, you know, Vanilla Ice and all this other, you know, stuff like that. So, we, 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 we'll definitely try to keep it, uh, you know, you know, a reasonable uh, 
in, in the 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I actually have a topic. Okay. Now, <laughs> now? <laughs> what you got? <laughs> yeah, I just thought of one. You see, this month is Black History Month. You know how I remember? How? Yeah, of course they picked the shortest month for Black History Month. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, we get we get 29 days now, don't we? <laughs> a good question um i can speak from my experience of course being in junior high high school a little bit of college that we were taught to basics you know okay black history month um here's a slideshow martin luther king um the lady sat in the back of the bus the guy invented peanut butter and the guy who did open heart surgery okay guys pop quiz there's your month right there <laughs> that's good enough that's all that ever happened <laughs> <laughs> don't look at anything else <laughs> and that's what's really funny Kevin that's you know we were just taught the most simplistic okay February oh here we go MLK um, you know what uh, Carver um, and you know maybe you know a couple other you know, you know a couple other you know, maybe musicians um, nothing really too uh, sustainable to us Oh, well, Harriet Tubman. Okay, wow, that's great. Okay, next, Malcolm X. Okay, saw the movie. You know, and, you know, they would just, they would just dumb it down and go, okay, guys, well, that month's over. Now nah, back to the hardcore stuff. Um, it's just so interesting to, to know that <clears throat> there's so many things African-American, you know, uh, males and females have done that were just never, ever touched upon. And still, to this day, when my son was in high school and they did Black History Month, they showed him just the basics. And I'm like, okay, son, sit down, open up the Google machine, and, you know, type in, you know, famous African-American inventors and stuff like that. And he's like, wow, they did that, and they did that. I'm like, yeah, you're not going to learn that in school. Why not? Because they're just obligated to teach, you, to teach you the basics. And the guy who invented the peanut, wow, there you go. You know, be happy with that. Yeah. They, eh, it almost feels like they begrudgingly teach Black History Month. Like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Are you happy now? <laughs> you know who Frederick Douglass is. Now I've got the mom. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to we're gonna introduce you to one new black person. Pop quiz on it later. You did your part now. <laughs> there. You're not just Jackson. <laughs> We can learn about uh, we're gonna learn about Michael Jordan. Wait, wait, he was not a part of Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is. That was a ninety. <laughs> <laughs> He's part of our history now, folks. <laughs> you know, we have Shaquille O'Neal. Let's learn about him. He didn't do anything other than play basketball. Exactly. Twenty-seven days later, we're done. Hey, it's old gold bond powder. <laughs> 
Because see, most people won't get that either. That's the best part. Don't come over to the that old. Well, I mean, now when they see him, they think of Papa John's Pizza. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Maybe not the general anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, when you, were in, when you were in high school and junior high, I mean, <coughs> how far did they teach you about Black History Month? Barely. You know, it probably didn't even span the month. And the most toxic thing is that it became an occasion for the majority white student population to be racist. It was really ugly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you would hear a comment such as, well, when white history month, and I didn't have the wherewithal to say, well, that's every single other month. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You're like, okay, hey, we get one, okay? You guys get eleven more, okay? Just, just be happy with that. Mm-hmm. And, and I've actually, I've actually heard the argument before. I mean, bringing up uh, deep, deep uh, memories here that have been buried down deep. Kevin, thank you. You're, you're my therapist. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I've, you know, I've gotten the what happened to White History Month, and you know, you know, what M O K, whatever. I'm like, really, guys, really? Just help us out. Just, just give us one. Just, just, just one. You know, or, or, or I'll get the, I'll get the ignorant. Well, why do you guys celebrate it? Um, because we were enslaved, you know, given names, <laughs> whipped. That was a choice. In the... <laughs> Florida. <laughs> oh, good lord! Yeah. Well, why? Why? You know, you want, to be fair, they brought you over here, gave you names. I mean, you didn't have to come over here, you know. <laughs> I've even heard things that's like, yeah, well, the first two the sold slaves, they were black. <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> that totally changes everything, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate that. You know, just, just you know, like, you know, poop on something for us. It's just, just, just good. Let's celebrate it. But, but well, yeah. <laughs> I just hope people in this state, like, the rebellious people, the ones that won't burn books, the ones that you know, will go out of your way to teach people that the world is not just a waspy type of history, that other people's history existed, and this country was made by a diversity of people, a lot of our stories that don't get told, because we don't have the political capital to make that happen. I think most of the time now, and I could be wrong, but in my opinion... I think some people are afraid to look at the history because in this particular generation, they don't want to offend. They don't want to hurt. They don't want to harm anybody. So what better way than to, as you would say, whitewash the history because it was so quote unquote evil and mean and they hurt people's feelings, but that's what it was back then. That's what you have to learn from. You know, it's not sunshine, rainbows and unicorns. It was pretty brutal and stuff like that. They just kind of want to pass over and pretend it didn't exist. I would dare say, and this may be a little inflammatory, but conservative people like that, they don't want the more difficult things to be talked about um, as we're seeing that's being legislated. They don't want to talk about, you know, non-street people. They don't want to talk about the people's history of racism in the country. They don't want to talk about the bigotry against, against so many people. So I see that because I see other sources. For example, 
through history of um, the women's rights movement was extremely violent and it was brutal against all the suffragettes that stood up against violence to deprive them of their rights. And even how that was tied to temperance and the Prohibition era, because that was part of their movement too. And so these sources, these voices are out there. It's just there's some people, a very certain group of people, that don't want you to, to know all this, and they don't want to go the ignorant path like we're talking about. That, yeah, MLK, and that's enough about black history. And our version of MLK, too. Don't worry about any other one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you know, Martin Luther King had no hardships. He woke up and said, I have a dream, made a march, <laughs> and he died peacefully in his bed. You know, you know, Malcolm X had the Black Panthers. They were all a group of nice people to play cards on the weekend and preach about black culture. And he died silently in his bed. Moving on to March. Yep. You know, it's just, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, guys, you don't want to read about it or hear about it, but it was ugly. It happened, it happened to, to mainly a whole lot of, a whole lot of cultures that were not Caucasian at that time. You know, yeah. I mean, African-Americans, Indians, Jewish people, stuff like that. I mean, whole cultures mm-hmm. were ridiculed, destroyed, brutalized. You know, but you don't want to look back on that. and just makes me wonder. I'm like, why? I mean, why don't you want to see the ugly truth about things? Because sometimes truth isn't, isn't beautiful. <laughs> it's very ugly. Well, yeah, because it damages people's sense of identity and also guilt. Um, and also people fear a... A comeuppance. They 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 fear a retribution. They they are afraid of becoming the victim, just like the people they victimized. And and they see it as like a zero sum game. That like, oh, they're taking from me, rather than there's a lot to be had by everybody. Yes, and you're right. You talk about the victim mentality. You're absolutely correct. It's just the, you know, we don't want to talk about it because we don't want to seem like the bad guys, you know. But it happened to us too. Okay, well, that's great. There's uh, more to that chapter. Keep on flipping. You know, hey, we'll learn about the, you know, learn about the Jewish crisis and what happened. Okay, uh, we're going to watch Schindler's List. Okay, there we go. Next. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> you missed a whole critical part of this, folks. <laughs> and uh, uh, a mini shout out that I've also made in the past on Cereal Beer. Um, I really enjoyed um, Lovecraft uh, Country. Um uh, I didn't read the book, but I saw the uh, series, and it's amazing. It is a great um, portrayal of the Jim Crow era of America, and, and juxtaposed with Lovecraftian horror. It just made the horror of, of, of the racist past America equal to the horror of unearthly creatures. It's a great series, and I highly recommend it to everybody. I might need to try that. What I'll do, I'll definitely put a link uh, in the description when we do a synopsis of the show. I can definitely put a link on that. Um, I know I heard you talk about that, so I'm definitely curious in looking at it. Um, yeah, it definitely seemed interesting. And one question for you, um, and we'll continue going, or I have another topic for you to discuss. You know, do you think that, of course, I answered the question already, but I mean, do you think that we should do a whole lot more than just teach one little piece of history in grade school, junior high, and high school? I mean, college courses really don't cover it either. You know, and when we do have the obligatory Black History Month commercial, it's a really quick one. 
a Martin Luther King, I have a dream, and then he tied into Volkswagen, you know, or, you know, or Million Man March. Ooh, the Papa John's Pizza. I'm like, wait a second. No, don't do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, that was... I have a dream. A buy one, get one. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm Malcolm X one at Extra Meat Lover's Pizza. No, no, keep going, guys. Keep right. teaching further. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, it's just it's just a whole fear of just learning about our past. Before we were not like that. I mean, we would kind of put it out there, you know, and we would force we would force little kids, you know, to learn about the Holocaust or to learn about, you know, you know, uh, Hiroshima, to learn about you know Black history, to learn about just all the ugliness. So as they get older, they understand, you know. What the different what different races went through about how technically we're all one people and how to get along with everyone and not look at anyone different because they don't look like you. Nowadays it's right. just that here's a sprinkle, take care guys. And now call him he she it they tree, you know. And I'm like you, I'm, I'm you guys are missing a humongous step, and I'm thinking we're getting further and further away from that. I mean I mean do you think I'm wrong in saying that? I think we need to have authentic history taught that was through to people's voices. Um, like I might have mentioned the other time, by watching Echo on Disney Plus, I really appreciate it because it was made with consent of the betrayed Native American tribe. And it was cool to see that they're represented with their voice and their culture put that way or even something even subtle like turning red. I really enjoyed how they really uh, a, a good portrayal of the well, Chinese North American experience or Asian American experience, even though it's set in Canada, and that felt authentic to me. And that when we have these honest discussions, we can learn more about each other. Like the concept of a non-street person goes back throughout history. A non, um, you know. Uh, binary person also spans through history and, and cultures. And other cultures are just like, yeah, it's been there. Like in the Philippines or Thailand. And it's not a big deal. And and it, it's just whoever controls the past can control the present. Whoever, you know, has that, narr- that controls the narrative and shape the mind. You think of how many stereotypes that exist because somebody controls the narrative. And it's not that hard to just figure out who controls the narrative for so long in history. I think you I mean, you control the narrative. <clears throat> you keep people separate, and this is where the obligatory, you know, the rich get richer kind of thing. Um, speaking of, of of things that you recommend watching, there was a movie that came out in the early '90s called White Man's Burden. Have you ever heard of that movie? I've heard of it. But I haven't seen it. The basis of the movie, as you people are listening, White Man's Burden is a film that stars John Travolta, of all people. And it's a world where the stereotypes have been reversed. To where the African-American people are all in power, you know, and they have the stereotypical, you know, um, white man's vernacular, jobs, status, Mm -hmm. everything of the sort. While the quote unquote white people were the African Americans that had the poor vernacular, that had the horrible jobs, that were drug dealers, and all these other stereotypes. 
and it went through the whole movie as John Travolta was was one of the downtrodden white people who who actually was was trying to make a difference. And in the end, and in the end, racism got a hold of him, and he got shot. And he, I mean, he got shot and killed. Mm. And yeah, I, I go ahead, please finish that thought. Oh, like I just, I think that's the really interesting narrative to think about, um, because there are some people who belong to the majority group of people in power and be like, oh, where I'm the victim too. Why don't I have all this stuff? And like, it, because it's, it's a more subtle thing and you know, how things are institutionalized and people, it's a generational thing as well. It's not just like, oh, you're a white class, so that automatically means this. It's because of the history of it all. And again, whoever controls the history controls the power. Okay. But that movie sounds really, uh, really interesting. It is. It's called White Man's Burden. Um, I believe you can probably find it on Vudu or find it on Tubi or something like that. Or worst comes worse, you can find it through nefarious means. Um, it, it's it's a really good movie. Unfortunately, it really doesn't hold up in this particular generation. But you can pretty much get the gist um, of that movie. Uh, but but uh, Kevin, uh, I'll, I'll allow you to keep on going if you have any more thoughts about that because I do have something I do want to uh, to talk to you about also. Yeah, I don't know. I think it could be it would be interesting to to have like younger people see that watch that movie and to, like give their thoughts. I think it would be really interesting. And another movie that I thought was I've only seen clips, but I thought it was quite interesting was um uh, do the right thing by Spike Lee about race relations and, and a, because of a racial incident. And I think, you know, that movie may, may stand the test of time, you know, if I sat down and rewatched it. You know, I've never seen that movie. Um, mm -hmm. Working in a video store, it was really popular, of course, but I never wanted to watch it. Um, just like you, or even just like most, I'm not, I'm not going to paint you and I'm not going to paint myself or you in that, in that corner. But like most, I didn't really want to see the stereotype movies because I, I, I really, really don't you know, do the right thing or, you know, I watch Malcolm X. I'm not going to lie. I watched The Color Purple. I watch all those movies, but blatant stereotype movies, I just really didn't want to watch because it gave you not an uncomfortable feeling. But it gave you a you know it gave you a feeling in your stomach that it's kind of just made you sick, you know, because I couldn't relate to it. Nor nor do I want to put myself in that shoes and go, I don't I don't want to relive, you know, that particular part because I've been there, I've done that, and do the right thing to me was just just didn't hit me right. I, I understand the basis of the movie, but just I could never get into it. Yeah, because it gets personal. And I think that's a very... It's something that when you're a person of diversity, I think you could see that in other people. Like, even on little things. Like, I remember even something stupid like Dumb and Dumberer. There was a <laughs> character that was a, was a tiny stereotype and they explained, yeah, well, yeah, benefit from it. To paraphrase. And I hated it. I intensely hated it. And I'm like, and I just thought, like, you as an actress, you must have felt like your soul must have shattered by taking this role, because I know you probably did it for money, 
because she probably had a hard time finding any other job as an actress. But it, it just had got to me viscerally because I could just see how like this is yeah this is how they see these see Chinese people yep that's how they are and so I can kind of identify with how you felt. Well, uh, especially you know with the Black History Month. And back then, because I'm not saying now, but back then it was definitely more pronounced, the fact of, you know, hey, Adrian, you know, you're a black man. How was it like in blah, blah, blah? <laughs> Tell me, first of all, black people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Adrian, I mean, you could do the Million Man March all by yourself. You know, stuff like that. You know, do you sit in the back of the bus? No. Um, you know, you get those kind of questions. And... You know, how do you answer something like that? You know, how do you, you know, re- relate to something like that? Yeah, yes, I'm African American. Yes, I'm black. Yes, I've been through racism. Yes, I've been through bigotry. Yes, I've been through all of that fun stuff. So you ask me, you know, what my opinion on it, or, or what was, what was the last time it was like to be called N word? You know, how did that feel? I'm like, really, <laughs> really? How does it feel to get punched in the balls? It hurts. Of course, it hurts. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so during Black History Month, I did have those questions when I was when I was younger. Back back when PC wasn't really a thing, you know, back when everybody wasn't really, you know, wary of other people's feelings. It was a brutal honesty of you're black, how is it like being called the N-word? And all I have to look at my class and go, it sucks. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing I could do about it, you know. I didn't, I didn't ask to be born black, you know, kind of thing like that. I, you know, I, you know, I didn't have a chance to check out what color I wanted to be when I came out of the womb. But uh, you know, it was, it was very interesting times. And I'm not going to be the old guy and say, Kevin, back in my day, it was so much greater. No, no, it wasn't. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had better riots. Yeah. <laughs> We have more original riots. We have, we, have, we have actual rock stone against us, you know. Right, we have the original desert storm. <laughs> but, but, you know, but, but to learn about that, especially in the month of February, because it's Black History Month, but to learn stuff about that, you know, makes the message more powerful other than, hey, it happened, let's kind of skirt past it because we don't want to talk about it because it's, it's mad, because it's bad and it's evil. And, it, you know, and, and, you know, it hurts my feelings, makes you go poopy. No, we're going to talk about it and, you know, hopefully the generations after we'll talk about it too because it's something you really can't just erase or pull down a statue or burn a book. As, as they're trying to do right now. Oh yes, I mean what? I mean what a great way to to not learn about history. Let's just ignore it and burn it and forget it ever happened, and let's delete it. So yeah, there we go. From the song, be good little minorities. Know your role. Well, well, here, here, you know, you know, send the sandbox and sandbox. Eat some chicken. Be happy, and you know, and go about your way. But, but did. You have some more topics for us? Yes, and one final thing, because it's Black History Month, people. And for those of you who do not know, I think I mentioned this before. Kevin, do you know the origin of the chicken and watermelon? Um, I think you have told me that fried chicken was made because it was the quickest way uh, to cook and to avoid lies on your food. 
and watermelons were extremely hardy because they're tough rind, and they and uh, they'll be able to be preserved well. Is the am I close? The definition. You are correct, yeah. sir. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I win my no- I win colored people's jeopardy. <laughs> And, and of course, for your prize, Kevin, you're a black man for one day. Good luck. No, it's good. Oh man, prize. <laughs> white people will hate you. White girls won't date you. Uh, but yes. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I do. I do have a. I do have a topic. Uh, a much more serious. A much more serious topic. At, well, never mind. That's a stupid thing to say because black history is not a. It's really serious topic too. Um, <laughs> I am not a big fan of anniversary dates. That's tragic. And what I mean by that is, say for example, we're going to go for the big one. 9-11. I'm not a big fan of celebrating a tragedy. I speak English. I swear I can. I can't say tragedy. Yes. uh, (laughs) Not a big fan in celebrating that. Because... Obviously, I'm not naive. I understand what happened, how critical of a day that was. You know, I can't celebrate, you know, um, any kind of national horror. I, I can't do it. Because obviously, the whole point of it is to acknowledge what happened. And you heal from it. And you learn from it. And eventually, you move on. So, why do we celebrate it? Why do we keep bringing it up? It's the 25th anniversary of when 10,000 people died. What? Okay, do we do we throw a party? What? I I don't I I don't know what we should do here. (laughs) You know. Well, I think it could be for a couple reasons. One, as a almost um, a strange coping mechanism, where like people that were alive and they were there for it. It was such a traumatic event. I remember like hearing people crying near me and it did change the course of America, America's future at that time. A lot changed at the time. And so people had a hard time coping with it. And it, I guess in a weird way, it could be they want to spread their trauma to other people. Like I suffered this trauma and you should understand and maybe suffer it too. That could be a way. It could be. Or also, it could be the fact that we hold on to things that, for whatever reason, and I hate to hate even use that word trigger, it triggers the memory in us so we don't forget it. And I think some of it, I think some parts of society does not want us to forget that. And, of course, I hearken back to Black History Month, to history. Yes, we learn the history, we understand it, so we don't repeat it. But I really don't see celebrating the you know the crashing of of uh, you know of the, the Heidenberg. I'm just throwing something out there, you know, or you know, or just uh, the kid Alien Gonzalez gets stolen back and brought back to his country, or uh, I'm trying to think of something else other than 9/11. But obviously, there's so many things out there, or even Columbine. There's an anniversary of Columbine. And for those of you who don't know what Columbine is, you should know this by oh now. Boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, pause it and Google it, folks. Look up Columbine, you know, or just look up David Koresh. You know, just 
so many bizarre things. Manson. They still celebrate Manson of all, of, of, for God's sakes, Kevin. Weird. Yeah. And so to me, that's just a head scratcher. You well, know. I think it's an all in how we talk about it. And I hope that it's, I hope it's not like a celebration celebration. Because what lessons are to be learned, I feel. Like, for example, like, Americans went out of their way to help each other after 9-11. And they actually, and even the some of Africa appeared, like, the attackers were from Saudi Arabia, not Iraq. Mm-hmm. And there was, and what we should, the lessons that we do need to learn, like, um, the Holocaust or the Nanjing Massacre that the people can't stand by and let people get slaughtered because of their differences. Um, I mean, unfortunately, we are in this situation again as a global society right now. And it's, it's, I think it is how we talk about it, how we treat it. Um, you know, we do, like Juneteenth, I'm glad that we're we're have that as a federal holiday. We need to remember it so we don't treat each other like we used to, and that as a society, it's a way to move forward, not as a way, not as necessarily like a grudge, like say you fucked up, you know? Because <laughs> how how does that how does that really move people forward? Yeah, that's true. And see, some of it I can understand, Kevin. But other things get kind of ridiculous. They recently, and I wish I was making this up, they celebrated the anniversary of Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson's nipple thing. That I mean, that was a magical moment. <laughs> for for young boys, all over it was. You know. Wow, that jewelry on your, on your nipple, awesome. <laughs> you know, I mean, that changed everything as far as the FCC goes, and you know, and radio and, and censorship. That changed the whole thing. And they're like, oh, it's the anniversary of this. I'm like, no, it's not an anniversary. You know? you know, Or the anniversary of JonBenet Ramsey. Look it up, people. You know, the anniversary of that. Or the anniversary of Casey Anthony. And I'm like, guys, these things should not be... And I'm not, I'm not, I shouldn't use the word celebrate. But th- certain things like this shouldn't be publicized. Really shouldn't be just thrown out in the forefront and go, hey, guys, remember this? You know, you know, I, I, you know, I remember when this girl, this little girl died and we blamed her parents for the longest time, you know, stuff like that. You know, why are we hearkening back to that? Some people, um, well, you know, these things aren't, aren't mainstream at all. Just like maybe five people on like, on the dark corner of 4chan, you know, it is kind of odd, but like, it is, it is kind of. I think it's still people have like interesting world views. I was reading this week about how um, right now we've experienced as a country a sharp decline in crime, but also why people don't can't accept that. It's very interesting to think about the you know the, the article saying that statistically we are like in a, a sharp decline because in 2020 homicides and crime like not up so badly and and like it's because people you know numbers don't change people's opinion 
It's about what happened down the street, what happened, you know, last night on the news in your local area, and and that to people is more real than uh, than a percentage. And when I hear it a lot, I hear people, well, especially these days, that's why you gotta carry a gun. What do you mean? What do you mean these days? It's always been a crazy, crazy time to be alive in, in human history. You know, remember the days when people challenged each other on the street to duels? <laughs> you forget about that? Because <laughs> somebody's like, said your shoes look stupid? <laughs> oh, Kevin, that was just a past generation drive-by shootings are a thing of the past now, Kevin. Come on. Right, it's that a segway shooting. <laughs> I think people kind of like it's easier to go on a kind of gut instinct you know look at anecdotal evidence versus the grand scheme of things not saying it's wrong and but the feeling of real because like if you do live in a dangerous area if you know if you live in the bad parts of DC it's like nationwide yeah it's safer but not in your city you gotta watch your back and it just sucks that we have that. I'm just, I, I'm just not understanding, I guess. And I'm gonna make the old man joke, screaming at clouds. I just not understand celebrating, um, you know, uh, just destroying things. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of celebrating it. You know, I, well, I, I don't need to know. Ten years ago, this school shooting happened. I don't need to know. You know, 10 years ago that somebody got beat up by the police or went on a random killing spree. You know, I, I just believe that we're celebrating the wrong things. Because I said before in, in previous podcasts that it's easy to talk about something bad and focus on something bad versus talk about something good. Right. And the talk, but then this also really ties directly into what we're talking about with Black History Month. And that if we don't talk about the painful things, then we learn nothing, and the cycle that was not very good keeps going on and propagated. And it's how we talk about it, and to realize that you know not everything's always great, and to take perspective. And and I do think celebrate is not the right word, but to learn from, you know, let's learn from you know the the genocide that <laughs> that Europe committed in America to take this land. And then you know, I think that's horrific, and we should never forget about that, because you know European people like European ancestry think, oh yeah, this is my country, I, this is mine. I stole a fair and square. <laughs> <laughs> I get to decide on immigration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, you know, it's America. Speak English. Um, wait a second, guys. I think somebody has another claim to that. But um, but but go ahead. Finish your thought. Right, and it is like we need to have these honest, tough discussions because um, again, whoever controls the past controls the present. If we don't learn from the school shootings of Columbine about like mental health and gun control, and the violent culture of America, uh, and the demagoguery that is so powerful in humans, and we're not going to move the needle forward. We're just going to have people 
trying to pray gun violence away uh, while lobbying to have concealed carry when you go to the playground or, you know, go get your mail at the post office. Mm. That's a good point. And, you know, the good thing about this is, you know, I do understand, you know, sometimes I can be as dumb as a rock sometimes, but I do have my small moments of clarity. Uh, so, so I can do realize, I, I can't realize that it is kind of hypocritical, you know, for me to talk about learning about Black History Month, the trials and tribulations that what African Americans went through, and then on the other hand go, why are we celebrating, you know, school shootings? Why are we celebrating... Wait a second. It's the exact same freaking thing, you idiot. And, you know, it's just that it's just that I didn't like the way it was. It was worded, I guess. And see, I mean, yep. you, I mean, we we learn, we constantly evolve. And that's something I just learned today. You know, it's just the way it was worded. It's the exact same damn thing. It was just it was worded different. You know, yes, we can celebrate Martin Luther King being executed. Yes, we can celebrate that. No, we're going to learn about it. You know, right, we can mean, we can learn about Columbine. We can learn about, you know, 9-11 instead of saying it's the anniversary. Because the, because the word anniversary in society has a different meaning. You know, you celebrate your anniversary at your job, your wedding. You know, you equate that to something cheerful. And then when you hear, it's a, you know it's the anniversary of this major horrific thing that happened. And I'm like, I don't want to celebrate that. <laughs> you know, I can talk about it. I can learn about it, but I don't want to celebrate it. But once again, it's the exact same thing, just different terminology, I guess. So all the marketing, uh, I think in the series I enjoy, I think it, I think it was from the boys where they said, uh, well, with a, no, it's a Marvel series. Where they said um, the difference between a hero and a villain is the marketing. Yes. Yes, I mean it's just like it's just like the old saying of you know I mean oh it's how you say it I mean it's it's either it, it doesn't matter how you say it the message is the same it either two plus two is four or two plus two is fucking four doesn't change the fact that it's four you know <laughs> you know you just have to it's all about perspective folks all about perspective and. I'm, I'm not afraid to say it. I learned something new. <laughs> so yes, let's celebrate Martin Luther King getting shot. Yes, there we go. There we go. With a massive fail. Oh man. So what, what other things you have for me? As I totally just came across like a total moron. But yes. This this is what we do, folks. We no, no, that's, that's a, no. I think that's it's important for us to uh, accept, you know, when we're being corrected. Like uh, I guess I've ta- like I talked about how I've been on a spiritual journey and to think about the, the ways I haven't been doing things right, and it it takes a lot. It takes a uh, it takes a, a lot of maturity. To really change our ways and really think about ourselves, and not let our ego make us dig our heels in when when we are compelled to change our mind. I think that takes a lot of courage. It doesn't take much to just be like, no, <laughs> only a dumb dumb would say that. Why be so dumb? <laughs> <laughs> 
I've been wrong about so many things in life. Like, I was, you know, I was wrong about the pandemic when it first began. And I'm like, oh, I was so wrong. Yikes. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't put this on the internet. <laughs> Uh, no, no. Like I said, I mean, I, I mean, I use self-deprecating humor a lot, but in, in, in the grand scheme of things, you know, we, we will always continue to learn and continue to grow. Man, the moment you stop learning, the moment you stop living, you know, the, the moment you stop evolving, what's the point of being here anymore? You know, kind of thing. So I can poke fun at myself, but no, it's, 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 it's definitely good to have these discussions about things. You know, absolutely. You know, I, I, all, I, I always joke about no matter you know. The message is the message. No matter how it's delivered, it's the message. And I caught myself, and I'm like, God damn it, damn it! I was, I was, I did the exact same thing. I was, I, I preached against, motherfucker. But no. Uh, but uh, I, I, I do have a question for you. Talking about history, talking, we're talking about something yeah. light here, uh, as you know, as as we wind down the show a little bit, as you and I have went on for 50 minutes about this. Our show goes by so quick, it's ridiculous. But. But here's something to break the fourth wall. Um, I was looking through some things a couple days ago, and I came across something I wrote down. And I remember you worked on this. You worked on a website many, many years ago. I think this was about MySpace. Now, people, before you roll your eyes and go, the old man's talking about something again. Ugh, no, follow, follow with me. Follow with me. There's a reason. Method to my madness here. You came up with something called the ugly off. Do you remember that? Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I don't remember that one. <laughs> I'm gonna need to refresh on this one. I no, no, I could be wrong, but I think it was you. Um, uh, you, um it, was, uh, it was it was on your it was on your MySpace or a page you came up with. You had the ugly off, and you had Roseanne Roseanne Barr. <laughs> you had Christina Ritchie on it also. And you mentioned something about jobs, about somebody somebody needs a jobby job or something like that. It's a website you came up with. I'm thinking it was you years ago. Do you remember creating a page like that? Mm. Oh boy, I don't think I never made a web page like from scratch. You know, I had like a, a you know MySpace page or whatever, and I never like made I. I said some pretty toxic things to my past. <laughs> um, <laughs> to make a web page of that, that sounds unusual because like that would require effort. <laughs> and I and I barely passed an HTML class in undergrad, so I can't say with all certainty it wasn't me. But... <laughs> well, the reason why I'm asking is because it all goes back to. Um, a show that, that you and, and Jeff did back in Cereal and Beer, which is coming out soon. And that you may mention that you guys have been doing this for 10 years. And I think I asked you before, what really got you into um, the podcast realm? Was it just just a simple, you know, how's my friend in, in, in Japan doing? Or is that something that you always had, you know, um, an interest in doing, you know, as far as working on web pages? How that grew into how that grew into podcasting. Well, I do think it became 
uh, for like a way, a fun way for us to keep in touch. Um, I remember the very, very first episode, um, we did it at his house in Japan. And I remember that because it was a lost episode and we had a really fun talk about brushing our teeth. <laughs> We're doing it wrong. <laughs> but I also, when I think more about it in a meta context, I think it's because, like, to be, you know, to be, I guess, for, like, you know, be my chest. I think we're pretty good speakers. You know, we can articulate our thoughts well. We have good chemistry. You know, we're very thoughtful people. And I think people really enjoyed the way we made our each other laugh and the way we had our discussions around pe our friends back in, in the day and when we were teaching together back there. And it, it always just was a, such, a, such a fun thing to do, like a hobby that just grew and... and develop naturally because like you know it's tough to find things you enjoy to stick with them that really bring you that kind of joy and i found that and you know now it's blossomed into you know our podcast as well and and, and just it keeps developing and it feels really good to do it I like that and like i said imagine my surprise when i stumble upon you all these years later with a podcast and uh, it's, it's definitely been an amazing ride. Um, so, yeah, I was just kind of curious about that. I mean, everybody who listens to my show knows my story. I'm not going to rehash it. But it would my podcast was done on accident. And in a whopping four or five years later, I'm still on, on this crazy trek doing the bare minimum, folks. That's just what this show is about, the bare minimum. <laughs> hit record, <laughs> hit record, talk, post, voila, move on to the next. You want me to do extra? Like edit stuff? What? Oh, please, come on. You don't know me very well. Uh, so, yeah. I keep on. I keep on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want me to do work on this? You get to pay for it, folks. Uh, <laughs> so, as this show winds down, do you have any rants for us? Mm, yeah. Um, we've talked about empathy a lot before, and I do think people really need to put that as a, as part of their repertoire when talking to people. There's so many hot button issues going on right now, and I think people speak without ever considering the point of view of another person that disagrees with them. And I think that's extremely important because it humanizes the person and that people are just passionate and they do have good points too and that's how we avoid um extremism that's how we avoid from unnecessary escalation because like i don't like how perilous the world is, is developing in so many different ways uh, you know we're we're caught in this intractable seemingly uh, culture war in America and we have international conflict and we have people who are just uh, resorting to extremism um, I think got wind of a podcast called um, No Compromise and it is killing so remember that there are people just like you that have values they have the same fears and hopes and that you know tearing each other apart will bring nothing to all of us 
Oh, well, I mean, it's really good in theory, um, but people want to fit in. You know, uh, people want to kind of you know kind of go with the flow. Being a free thinker has been for many many years and generations is very rare. I mean, people fall into tribalism. You know, they fall into Democrat Democrat Republican. They fall into you know black or white. You know, that it's the, the independent thinker sometimes gets looked at as weird. You know, or what's wrong with you, or they try to persuade you into you know into thinking like them. You know, if we each had our own independent thought, I think we'd be a whole lot better off. And as far as empathy goes, not a whole lot of people have empathy because a whole lot of people are very selfish and they look out for, for number one, which is neither fish nor fowl, but people are just selfish sometimes. You know, and... But go ahead, you were going to say? Well, it's kind of like... I think it also deals with hubris. Hubris is the enemy of learning, and that um, it's easier to be selfish. It's like protectionism. You don't have to, to give anything, but I think it speaks to a person's character when they have more empathy and when they can try to you to keep that in mind when they think, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't use the N-word in public. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to. The N-word sounds still good, you know. <laughs> But, uh, uh, well, you, you got your rant? Shockingly, not really. I've been thinking a lot about it on uh, this whole episode we've been talking about. And yes, I could rant, but it'll be a total rehash of what we've been talking about for the past hour. Um, it's just, I'll, I'll piggyback on what you said. You know, I, mean, I really wish that more people would just kind of, kind of do what's right instead of talking about what's right. You know, it's one thing to go on a forum it's one thing to go on a talk show it's one thing to even do a podcast about talking about doing certain things to benefit the public to benefit uh, society and then once the show's over or they say cut you know they kind of go huh that sounded good you know what's for lunch you know and they kind of just throw it they kind of throw it to the side because it's all good lip service but but rarely ever done you know, but I like and subscribe. What else do you want from me? <laughs> I gave you a show. That's it, folks. That's it. You know, give me your money. You know, I mean, uh, I think of the quote from uh, the group uh, Living Color. You know, when a leader speaks, that leader dies. And that kind of rings true sometimes. You know, because you want to make a change. You want to start a revolution. And all of a sudden, you're snuffed out. So that kind of warns society that you you have a place and learn your place and stay in your place, stay in your lane or else you'll magically disappear. You know, so people will sometimes speak it, but they won't really go through the follow, but they won't follow up with the actions because of fear. But, you know, like mediocre people don't make don't make extraordinary results. Well, that is true. The push-ups can be done for you. Trademark by Kevin. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, capitalism. It's good. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and any shout-outs before you call it a night? Yes. Um, I, I, my shout-out goes to McAllister. McAllister's 
Bowser's Sweet Tea is amazing. I highly recommend the uh, Arnold Palmer. It's, uh, it's a small chain out there, but I like their roast beef and their like uh, potatoes. And so, if you get a chance, try McAllister's. Feel free to sponsor us, McAllister's. <laughs> I am all for it. Definitely all for it. Uh, and of course, a special uh, my shout out is to all the podcasters, all the millions and millions of podcasters that do this job every single day. Like I said before, ad nauseum, whether it be five minutes, five hours, five seconds, people hop on, hit record. They do it professionally. They do it as an amateur. They do it just to try something different, just to get their voice out there. So I applaud people who have the courage to take this step and just to make it happen. Now, obviously, the big-time players are out there, the Joe Rogans and the other people I can't really think of at the moment, uh, to have a humongous platform uh, to be heard. Those people, kudos to them. Uh, That's awesome. But I'm more in a shout-out mode to the little people like us who are starting out, who have a couple of subscribers, who are just getting their feet wet. And a shout-out to them for not getting discouraged and just keep on happening. I mean, hell, you've been doing this for 10 years. I wish I was doing this for 10 years. Um, but, uh, hey, I'm five years in. So if I can hang on for another 10 years, I think I'll match you. But by that time, you'll, be, you know, you'll definitely surpass me. So uh, that's my shout-out to those people. And uh, any final words for the listeners out there, Mr. Kevin? Yeah. Um, just like food, you are what you eat in terms of information. I would like people to try to think and consider where your biases come from, where your news comes from. There's apps out there, there are websites out there to understand your own bias and the bias of your information. You know, with better food comes a better mind. So I would like people to kind of think that. Awesome message. And thank you everyone for downloading, subscribing, to listening to this show. We are are the Walker AC Experience. I have been Adrian. He has been Kevin. You have been our friends, our fun people. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, those people who love us, who hate us, you're going to listen anyhow. Nanny, nanny, boo-boo. Until next week, everyone, take care. <laughs>